Welcome everybody and thanks for making the time to join us on today's webinar. We have launched a range of new employment guides to assist members in setting things up properly in um, your businesses recently and um, to protect you in the event of an employee claim. And we have got half an hour today to discuss these. So I'll kick off with an introduction to our guest, Tanya Harris, in a moment. And before we do that, if you have any questions for Tanya during the webinar, please put them in the Q&A section that you'll see a button for below. And we'll try and answer as many of these as we can further on in the webinar. So for everyone's listening benefit, um, sorry, for everyone listening's benefit, Tanya is an independent industrial relations consultant with decades of experience working with small businesses on employment issues. She's been working with news agents and lottery agents as clients for over 10 years, along with our industry body. And um, we've really enjoyed working with Tanya over this time. And um, I know she does a lot of great work with um, individual members on a day-to-day -day basis. So welcome, Tanya. And thank you for giving us some of your valuable time to have a chat with us today about the new guides um, and to help members understand um, why they're important and how to use them. Um, Tanya, I thought we might start firstly with, um, with, I suppose, the problem we've been trying to solve with these guides and why we've put them together and, and then, uh, you know, where members should start first. Members regularly call us for assistance about employee claims or, or when they get contacted even by the Fair Work Ombudsman. Um, so when you've been assisting members and looking at some of the problems and gaps in the employment compliance in member businesses, could you tell us a bit about what are some of the common obligations that they might be missing or that are risk areas for them? Yes, what I did, I wrote down some after we spoke. Um, some of the common and most frequent questions I'm asked is the employer is not providing a letter of engagement and a fair work info statement and also the new casual employment info statement to employees. Failure to provide the info statements are a breach of law and penalties can apply. And so it's really important that mention is included in the letter of engagement that the info statements are attached. Um, employers are dismissing employees and this includes regular casuals um, and are not following proper process and having to pay go away money to employees. Um, and often it's because they've just missed one step. And this is where the guides will show the, um, the steps. Um, long service leave, employee, employers are not aware that employees may be entitled to long service leave, including casual employees. Um, long service leave comes under the state systems in the all territories. Um, transfer of business, when an employer um, purchases a business um, and takes on the existing employees, um, continuous service applies, example, long service leave or personal carers leave. Um, employers are not paying employees properly. Um, for instance, if an employee opens and closes the store, they've got to be classified correctly. Um, the latest increase is not giving, being given to employees. There was a recent inc increase under the General Retail Industry Award on the 1st of September. Evening, I find often evening penalties aren't being paid after 6pm Monday to Friday. And also another one that often isn't paid is annual leave loadings not being provided to full-time or part-time employees. Um, the Fair Work Ombudsman can go back six years for underpayments. And I had, a, I had a member recently that an employee came, left in 2016 and realised um, that they hadn't received long service leave. And so they contacted the employer in 2021 and he's having to pay the long service leave yep. because of the six years. 
Yeah, and it, it's surprising how common some of these things are. And um, I guess what we've tried to do with these guides is to actually make it a bit easier um, for members to identify some of these things and also to, to fix them. And, and some of them can be fixed really quite quite simply. It's 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 not a huge huge task. And I know um, you know when we mentioned to members in the information launching the guides that we've designed them to provide members with some peace of mind. Um, when it comes to managing these these issues um, and their obligations, and I think sometimes, uh, like if I, I was sort of reflecting before the call on um, on sort of the tools we've had in the past, and I know we've had uh, you know some of our members that have been with us a long time will remember we've had an employment relations manual that was very comprehensive manual that we worked on together, um, but it was you know I can't remember forty or fifty pages long, you know it was really intensive. And, and just, uh, I suppose, not approachable maybe is the best way of, of putting it for some members to, to really, um, you know, cover off all of their obligations. And so with these new tools and resources, we've, um, you know, tried to make it as simple as possible to, for a, a member to review their workplace practices and easily identify if they're compliant or not and find those gaps. Um, and I know we're going to talk a little bit later about another tool that we've, um, we've obviously we launched the guides last week, um, but we've also we're adding another tool today, which is really very simple thing. It's just a, a quick checklist so that members can actually fairly easily identify some of the things that Tanya's just talked about, some of those common um, issues that crop up. And so you can sort of see um, very quickly, you know, um, if you've got a whole bunch of them in place, but if there's two or three that you're missing, um, it'll, I suppose, highlight, um, you know, why you might want to go and look at the guides and, and um, be able to assist you in, in um, fixing some of those compliance issues. But um, probably the most common question that, that members are probably asking is, you know, how, how do these guides work? Where do I start? And so I was, I was thinking, Tanya, could you maybe talk about that, about the first place to start with the guides and also um, some of the guides that you can immediately adopt in your business with your employees? Because not all of the guides, you know, need you to, to be using them constantly. You might um, just be able to read them and then adopt them. So I was wondering if you could cover off a little bit of that, Tanya. Um, the first guide, the introductory guide, is the first guide that should be read first. Then immediately the business policy and the employee guide can be adopted as they are. The business policy guide provides template information about business policies and procedures. Um, it's been developed to act as a standard resource and reference point for members and informs the separate and informs members about the separate employee guide. It includes information on safety, conduct and work practices, discrimination, harassment, conflict, privacy, and it also includes sample policies and procedures and fact sheets, which are really handy for employers. The employee guide, of course, as it states, it's for the employees and um, it provides templates of information, um, setting your expectations around employee behaviour and policies and procedures for them in the business. It's really important that employees understand the expectations required of them in the business. If you don't have rules in place, you can't then um, discipline employees if they don't know what the rules are in the first place. Um, um, and the employee should be given a copy of this and sign off, its, off on it, um, confirming that they understand the information in it. Um, 
Yeah, and no, I thought this was terrific that you developed these because it, it just, it was so simple. It just meant essentially if you don't have established business policies, um, you know, already in your business, um, you can really like read through the guide, go, yep, um, I'm really comfortable with that. You can adopt it immediately in your business. And it's really a turnkey solution. Obviously, you've got to familiarise yourself with it. And, and the way it links with the employee guide where the employee, you know, a new employee can be given the guide, um, they can read it and sign it, that they've acknowledged that these are the um, essentially the rules in the business. Um, and you can also have, you know, a copy of the business policy guide and the employee guide on hand at all times for employees if they, you know, need to refer to it in the in the workplace. And so I thought that was terrific that it's nice and simple, um, just put it in place. Um, and then the introductory guide is essentially, you know, the reference point, if you like, I was just having a look at it before we came on. Um, it's the reference point for, I suppose, all of the issues that you might want to rectify in your business. So you might, um, you know, those some of those common issues that, um, that Tanya was touching on before, whether it's, um, you know, providing a casual employment information statement or, you know, making sure that your letters of engagement are correct. You can very quickly go to the introductory guide and you can quickly flick through and go, okay, now I know I need to fix that. Now, which guide's it in and where is it? And um, in those in those guides, there's, you know, there's template letters, there's fact sheets, there's a whole range of really simple tools for members to use um, to solve those problems. And of course, you can always contact your owner general manager or you can send an email through to Tanya as well. So if you, if you, you know, you need additional help, um, we're always here to, to assist you with that as well. Um, so that's really helpful. So Tanya, could, could you maybe now talk about the other three guides? So these three guides um, are there to assist members as the owner to actually, you know, manage their staff day to day. Um, could, could you um, maybe fill us in a bit more on the, the details of those? Um, the purpose of the employer guide is to provide information, um, templates and procedures for employing staff. Um, it's been developed to act as a resource and a reference point for all members on relevant obligations and to guide you on appropriate recruitment and engagement procedures. And this is where your um, engagement letters will be. It's really important to start to get it right at the beginning yeah. um, and to give your employees the letters of engagement and then they understand they're a casual or they're a part-timer and they've got a certain set amount of hours each week or they're a full-timer and work for 38 hours each week um, yep. and understand the days they're working. The second guide is the performance management guide. Um, the purpose of this guide is to provide information and procedures for members to manage staff performance um, in line with relevant best practice and obligations. And this is where it's important. It'll have the process if you want to discipline employees or if they're provided with a warning or unfortunately if they have to be terminated. It has step-by-step -step process in there, which it's really important to follow. Um, or you'll have to pay go away money if the employee lodges a claim for unfair dismissal. Um, yep. And so that's a really handy guide. Um, and you can just grab that if you've got a disciplinary issue. The leave guide, we separated that out um, because it's, it includes annual leave, personal carers leave, long service leave, compassionate leave, information on parental leave. Um, and it's really important that you, a lot of employers don't understand that employees get full part-time and full-time employees get four weeks annual leave, two weeks 
personal leave, long service leave um, can accrue for casual employees. Yep. So it's really important to understand the liabilities um, yeah, and these for are, employing these, staff. And those leave questions are a really um, common one with, with members. Um, you know, they've got, got somebody who's, um, you know, got parental leave and things like that coming up. Um, and, that, you know, I suppose members aren't across um, week in, week out, and they, they, they need to, to refresh themselves on, on what their obligations are. So I think it's really helpful having that separated out. And I suppose going back to the employer guide, you know, getting some of those things right with the engagement letters and so on and making it really clear, um, you know, how, uh, under what instrument the employee is employed and what their, you know, terms and conditions are and their role is. Um, these things are really critical. I mean, we sort of talked earlier about, you know, giving you some protection in, in the event of an employee claim, getting these sorts of simple things right um, when you put somebody on or even updating them if you've already got um, a current employee is really critical to protecting yourself um, from, you know, you know um, claims that otherwise you might have been protected from. Um, just mentioning something else too, even um, things like timesheets, it's important to have timesheets. If you don't have a timesheet and occasional employees goes to fair work for back pay, they'll use their diary entries, the employee's diary entries rather than because the employee has nothing. Yes. And even yep. if they're wrong, they will be used. So it's really important that you have timesheets. And I even suggest that the employees sign off on them. Then there can be no problems down the track. Yep. Yeah, no, I think that's that's um, that, that's a, a terrific reminder um, for the members about you know some of those things that that you've you've got to be across. Um, so the next thing I was going to talk about, actually, just before I do, I'll just remind everybody: if you've got any questions, um, just pop them in the um, in the Q and A button at the bottom there, and we'll we'll get to those at the end. Um, so members are probably wondering, you know, when's the best time to set this up? Obviously, right at the beginning of your business, when you're starting your business or take over an existing one would be great. But most members obviously are already existing um, business owners, and so they're not going to be doing that. Um, you know, when's the best time to do it? And, and what should you do first? What's the first thing to do? Um, what I'd suggest you do is start now, and you can provide confirmation letters to employees so that confirms their terms and conditions of, a, of employment, provide them with the Fair Work inf Information Statement or the Casual inf Employment Information Statement with the letter, go through their, the letter with them, let them know the level that applies to them, um, provide them with the employee guide. Um, this way then they think, oh yeah, the employer's doing it right. They're not going to question that maybe things are wrong um, because you, you are doing it right. Um, and then read the um, performance management guide, the employer guide and the leave guide um, and the business policy guide, you can adopt straight away, straight away as, as well as the employee guide providing it to the employee. Just make sure that you, the employee signs off on the engagement letter and the employee guide and that you, yep. you give them a copy back of it. Yeah, no, I think that's terrific. And I think, um, I, I think obviously, you know, um, we want members to actually download the guides and read the guides. That's the, the first starting point, I think, to understanding your obligations. Um, but you touched on there the, um, the business policy guide and the employee guide. Um, they're the ones that, you know, simple 
tick off the list. Um, you can, you know, read them, adopt them, get your employees to sign them, and then move on to those, um, I suppose, those more granular things about making sure that you've um, got proper letters of engagement and those sorts of things. And um, we were going to talk a little bit um, today about um, a, another tool that we're going to be adding to the website today, which is a really simple checklist tool. So basically, it's got on it, um, it's just a one pager and it's got on it a list of some of those um, things that Tanya um, touched on that are, are common issues. And I'll just quickly read through them. So it's, you know, do you provide letters of engagement for each employee that clearly outline their roles and responsibilities? Do you provide a fair work information statement to every employee? Do you provide casual employment information um, statement to every employee? Do you provide casual conversion offers at regular intervals if you employ 15 or more employees? Do you provide timesheets that include starting and finishing times and details of breaks? Do you provide um, pay slips that clearly outline penalty rates, allowances, e.g., you know, laundry allowances, those sorts of things? And lastly, um, do your employees do you provide your employees with that list of business policies and guidance on common questions about the expectations um, you have on their employment and procedures for things like leave rosters and breaks and work health and safety and those sorts of things and and so if you can answer you know five of those and not the other two I think it gives you an idea of okay what some of the gaps are and you can go to the to the guides and, and finances um, to how to quickly and fairly fairly simply and comprehensively close off um, any of those any of those gaps um, so um, I think that's um, that's everything to run through the, the guides today but um, I, I wanted to um, say thanks Tanya it's been great to talk with you about some of your insights on the guides and um, common compliance problems members might be experiencing. Um, I think they're a great new tool. They're much easier to follow um, than the previous tools that we had and they make understanding this complex area much easier. Um, for any members that don't know, Tanya's also a regular contributor to our channel magazine and our newsletter, so look out for her excellent content there as well. Um, but, but I also wanted to quickly remind members, because there's so many changes that occur and, you, you know, we have our newsletters every week as well as um, news flashes, and, um, you know, virtually every week we have information about different IR issues or um, changes that occur. Um, and so recently we've um, initiated an, a new idea of having a regular employment summary. So you might have seen recently, I think we did one in September and again in October. We'll be doing another one in November, which is an email that comes out sort of earlier in the week. And it's a summary of all of the articles that Tanya's um, put together in the, the various newsletters, because I know you know, your time is really precious and it's it's difficult to, to read through all of the information that we get in our idioms, especially lately with COVID. There's been just so much uh, overwhelming amount of information to update members on. So look out for those employment summary emails because they're really important. You can print them out um, and they're just an easy way of just going, yep, I've done that. Uh, yeah, I've checked, you know, the, there's been that wage increase. I've checked that I've done that, you know. Um, there have been a range of, of different changes recently. So to uh, look out for those, they're a really useful tool. And we'll also be putting a link to the most recent one in the bottom of our ADMs from now on. So if you, you know, you've missed it, you're looking for it, just look at the most recent ADM and there should be a link at the bottom to click through. 
Um, also for members to access, oh, hang on, we've got some questions. I'll just quickly go back to those. I thought we weren't gonna have any. Um, oh no, it's just Dean updating me about the summary. So <laughs> all good. Um, so for all members to access the new guides and the checklist, they're in the member section of the ANA website um, and the um, checklist is being loaded up today for you. Um, and you just need your login for that. And if, if anybody has lost their login, please just contact your ANA state um, general manager. Um, and again, if you've got any questions once you've read the guides and you're, you're working your way through it, um, please reach out to any of the AUNA team or um, email um, Tanya at ir at auna.net.au. And um, thanks for your time again today, Tanya. It's been terrific to catch up. And um, to everyone who's joined us today, thank you for your time and please stay safe. Yeah.